1: Right in. Rock flag and eagle.
4: All right, welcome everybody back to another edition of Chair Caten, your NASCAR podcast for Belly of Sports. I'm your host. Rattlesnake here in Austin, Texas, and once again I have one of the OG guests on. I think you're like an OG, Eric. It's been,
2: it's been a while, but yeah, I was I was at the very beginning. Well, thanks for having me back on. Good. To, it's been a little while, but it's got it's good to be back.
4: Yeah, I noticed. Uh, I think I, I want to say the first time you're on the show was last year for before the Daytona 500
2: honestly it might have been was it before that even i don't know i think i i think i came on sometime in the middle of the year but i don't remember what we talked about i just remember petting your dog a lot and that was fun (laughs) so
4: yeah you're one of the ogs on this (laughs) podcast because just so happens i got the biggest youtuber for nascar living in austin i mean what are the odds
2: yeah, not, not living there anymore. Unfortunately, we gotta do this remotely. I know. Yeah, oh I miss Austin. It's pretty. Rent's. I mean, rent's high in Austin, but it's cheaper than where I'm at now in, in SoCal. So, <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm. I'm missing it something fierce. But it's it's good to be back. It's good to get to talk to you. I Feel like I'm uh, sitting in your living room once again. This is this is nice and
4: convenient. I should have sent you like some barbecue uh, and a Dr Pepper.
2: I do have know. Dr Pepper. They're hard to find here, but I have some. Are so they? I, but- yeah, they're they're hard to find, but you can only find them at like uh at like grocery stores. Usually, some restaurants have them. That's McDonald's. So weird. I will say this: McDonald's still they do their dollar soft drinks here, which I was shocked to see. So I can still go get myself a a large Dr Pepper if I absolutely need it. If I if I get homesick.
4: Yeah, because any fast food restaurant here, as you know, ha, regardless okay. of if they have Coke products or Pepsi products, they always every single one will have a Dr Pepper. Oh yeah, for I, sure. I, I don't know if I've ever been to a fast food restaurant in Texas without Dr Pepper.
2: Yeah, it's shocking if you ever find one. Yeah. Yeah, you
4: would be like, excuse me? <laughs> it would
2: be run out of business before long. Yeah.
4: Right. The only excuse would be, oh, sorry, we ran out or something. And I'd be like,
2: oh, okay. I don't I wouldn't even accept that. There's no excuse that I would, that <laughs> would that I would accept.
4: You need to go <laughs> to H E B and get more Doctor to sell to me.
2: I will say this might be sacrilegious as someone who's born and raised in Texas, but honestly, I kind of like In and Out pretty darn well. Like I don't know if I'd say it's a better restaurant than Whataburger. Whataburger is great. But if I just want a burger and fries, I'm not going to lie. In it, it's kind of dang good. I mean,
4: see, I'm, I'm totally against you on that one. I okay.
2: figured most people from Texas would. That's why I, I But that's here's why. why number one,
4: obviously, they're from California, so I can't support it. But <laughs> more importantly, number two, their fries are just so bad. I can't eat them.
2: Yeah, the fries are, the, yeah, I'd probably give Whataburger the edge on the fries. The, I, the
4: burgers are fine there. You know, they're, it's a burgers burger. are good. Yeah,
2: and it's one of the few cheap meals you can find in this town. So, Oh, so, um, uh,
4: that yeah. does make sense. Yeah. What about – would you take uh, In-N-Out over P. Terry's though?
2: I actually have not had P. Terry's. I've only – I lived what? in Austin for three years and I never oh, – no I, no, I did go to P. Terry's once. That's right. I guess it just didn't leave that big of an impression on me. It was good. Interesting.
4: It was good. See, it was, yeah. P. Terry's is very similar to In-N-Out, um, only yeah. like a couple options on the menu, very mm. simple burgers, but the fries are a lot better.
2: Yeah, I do remember so liking the why, fries more. I just feel like right. the burger, maybe I got a bad burger or
4: something, but I remember the burger was just kind of okay. I
2: didn't You've feel like been it in was. in
4: California too long. How long have you been there? A couple of
2: weeks? Uh, yeah, like a month maybe. I don't even See, know. if it's already too long. long. Yeah, I've been destroyed already. My will to live is gone. <laughs> but that's why I'm on this podcast. I'm here to get a. There you go, man. Welcome back, back to back. Texas. Oh yeah, this is nice. So what we got going on today, It's it's been a long off season, but we're ready to, I think it's, we're all ready to start racing again.
4: It's been excruciatingly long and I was just at my brother's house the other day and I was just telling him like, oh, hey man, the clash is on uh, this, this Sunday, NASCAR's finally back. And he was like, was it ever not on? <laughs> like other sports fans don't comprehend because our off season is only like three months.
2: Yeah. They we we talked about how it's we- spoiled. Yeah, we talk about how excruciating it is waiting, but in all honesty, it's like barely two and a half. It's not even really two and a half months. It's like two months. It's like six right. weeks. It feels like <laughs> and for the drivers and stuff. I feel like they, they barely have time to blink and it's, it, the off season's already over. So, yeah, it's, it's a blessing for some and I guess a curse for others. But, yeah, it's, it's back.
4: It's back. What did uh, what'd you think of the clash? Oh, the clash. Yeah, I, yeah first it was, of
2: all, it was, uh, it was
4: first something. First of all, let's start with the logo. I like the logo. A lot. Oh, we're gonna right? talk. Yeah,
2: the logo, the Bush Clash Clash kind of a throwback, you know, Bush Clash was a, you know, existed for for many years there, but I like the throwback name, the logo looks awesome. The branding around this overall event and it was neat seeing the like generic NASCAR Cup Series logo and the new like sponsors and stuff like kind of on the TV broadcast for the first time. It was neat kind of seeing all of that. So yeah, visually like the tone, of this thing Bush yeah. Clash was pretty darn cool.
4: Yes, I agree. I, I, I'm i very hyped about the branding. I want to get a shirt for it just because oh, yeah. it's so cool.
2: It Yeah, it's a good logo for sure.
4: But the race itself. A lot yeah, of mixed race, reviews on this one.
2: A race was not a pretty race. I, I, I'll be curious to hear what you thought about it. I, I thought it was... It was not necessarily very becoming of a world-class motorsport to go out and kind of perform <laughs> in that way. Some of the wrecks just felt completely unnecessary. It felt like amateur hour. It felt like an ARCA race, mainly because we got some young 20-year-olds in this race, kind of like what ARCA is used to. It felt just messy and sloppy overall. So so the racing, I can't say it was a great race until – except the last two laps were absolutely iconic. Two destroyed race cars pushing each other to the lead. That was oh absolutely God. iconic. But. Yeah the entertainment value really from about the midway portion when that fuel strategy was playing out to the end of the race the final half of the race entertainment value was through the roof i thought i thought i was glued to my my tv set sitting on my couch i couldn't get up i had some of my roommates here who don't know anything about nascar but they were kind of paying attention to and they were in at least somewhat invested so I, the entertainment value was there however that's not something that i think is sustainable long term if every week looks like the clash i think at some point. You know, obviously, you know teams are going to run out of money fixing all these race cars, but at some point it will become just a farce. But a one-off here and there, Daytona, it's like an all-star event. I thought it was fine. I had a fun time. It was a great way to spend two hours, and my guy won. I'm an Eric Jones guy, and that was cool to see him win, especially in dramatic fashion.
4: Time? I kind of am. I've always, When does I, that happen?
2: So I was a Matt Kenseth fan for years, people who don't know right. that. I love Matt Kenseth. Big even if they don't know you, they know you're a Matt Kenseth <laughs> yeah, I wear the shirt and hat pretty much everywhere I go. So. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so but towards the end of Kenseth's career, I could kind of tell the right see the writing on the wall, probably Mm -hmm. a year and a half before he left Gibbs, that Eric Jones was probably going to end up replacing him at some point. So I was following him. I remember seeing him uh, going to an Xfinity race at Texas in like maybe 2016. Saw him win there. Thought that was cool. I was, I was like, I like this guy because he comes from the he comes from a similar background as Kenseth. He, Kenseth raced short tracks up in Wisconsin. Jones raced short tracks up in uh, Michigan. So kind mm-hmm. of rivals, but you know, neighbors. So I thought that was cool. Uh, and and I like Jones's story. And he's he was really good in trucks. He was really good in Xfinity. And I, he's kind of boring. He is kind of dry. But I do appreciate his work ethic. He doesn't just say a lot of stupid stuff. He kind of is down to business he, he reminds me in a lot of ways of Matt Kenseth so that's why I started following Jones probably around 2016 and yeah you know, I, I, I don't really have like a favorite driver I'm definitely not as invested in Jones as I was in Kenseth not even close but if I had to pick a guy I'd go with Jones these days more often than not
4: well he definitely personifies a midwesterner
2: yeah which He's is funny because i I'm boring I've spent like no time in the midwest but for some reason <laughs> I like these guys all my favorite there drivers
4: are midwesterners think, yeah. are good people I've lived there for a oh, while yeah. Of course. Uh, just real good people. So I'm sure Eric Jones is a great guy, but when it comes to his personality on the track, he is so boring.
2: Oh, he's dry. He's dry. But I, <laughs> I, I still pre- I appreciate it. I've I for Matt Kenseth for 15 years. It doesn't get right. much stronger than Matt.
4: Right. I was going to say, so I think it, it that makes sense then. Um, the ending was insane. I, I think, so it seems like the people that didn't like the race didn't like the facts that there were so many wrecks. Um, I think that's the only, you know, that's obvious. Yeah, and I understand that uh, complaint uh, because I think, like you said, some of those wrecks just completely seemed unnecessary and mm-hmm. just kind of like rookie mistakes from not rookie drivers, which is uh-huh. interesting. Um, maybe, you know, it's the first race back. They're getting out their jitters or whatever, just getting back in the groove of things. But my one thing is the people that didn't like the race because um, they were wrecking the cars and they're worried that that's too expensive. I'm just like you're thinking too deeply in this, man. If if you're I worried were. about, you know, the price of cars, like stop watching NASCAR because
2: uh, if you're gonna come to Daytona, you expect to wreck some race cars, you know, and, and I think here's the thing, and I, I talked about this in one of my recent videos, but like if you watch when I watched the Arca race at Daytona and I saw, you know, some of those wrecks take out some smaller teams, I'm like, Okay, I feel bad for those guys because wrecking that race car is gonna really hit that team's bottom right. line. You know, yeah. and, and the same thing sometimes in the truck series when the last small team truck drivers get taken out in a wreck, I'm like, that's really going to hurt their bottom line. So I do, I do hate to see wrecks, like genuinely hate to see wrecks in those series, especially when it involves those drivers. But in the Cup series at Daytona, I mean, yesterday, I'll be honest, when uh, Kyle Busch and Joey Logano got together and took out Keselowski. I didn't. I didn't even bat an eye. What multi-billionaire Roger Penske is going to ever fix his cars? Like, I'm sorry, that's not going to put that team out of business. They, yeah. Not to mention, these cars are basically obsolete after this year, anyways, with the next gen car coming out. Like, that's I don't. True. I'll be honest. If a Cup team wrecks a car, there's some Cup teams. Like when Richard Petty wrecks a car, I feel kind of bad because I know that team's struggling. If you know Gaunt Brothers with Suarez wrecks some cars this year, I'll feel kind of bad because their team's just trying to make it right now. But I'll be honest, Joe Gibbs can wreck as many cars as he wants at Daytona. I'm not going to bat an eye because Joe Gibbs Racing is not. In danger of going under because they wrecked a couple extra cars each week, and I, I, I don't have this sort of. Maybe this is just because I'm a, I'm not even really a millennial. I'm technically younger than a millennial, I guess. I don't have the same like like almost romantic relationship with my car that a lot of, I feel like older fans seem to have. I didn't name my first car. You know, I I don't have a strong attachment to my vehicle the way I think prior generations would, you know, so I, I don't sit here and, you know, feel like I, there's a death in the family when a car wrecks, you know, I, I, I don't have the same attachment that other people have, but when it comes down to the money, you know, I'm sorry, Roger Penske wrecking a couple of his cars, I'm not worried about. That's, that's just the, the truth of it.
4: Yeah, I mean, he could start a demolition derby in the infield and still be fine. Yeah, I don't he know. He literally mean, yeah. host a demolition derby.
2: Yeah, I mean, I just, my problem with all the wrecks is it just looks sloppy. I mean, if a right. Formula One fan or an IndyCar fan or hell anything fan uh, tuned into that race and saw all those wrecks, I can't, I mean, honestly, wrecking before they start finish, like, like William Byron, Ryan, all those guys spinning the tires. That just,
4: that's not, that
2: just makes the series look unprofessional. That was my biggest issue with the wrecks.
4: Right. I have no problems with wrecks at Daytona. Mm -hmm. If if you don't go into Daytona expecting huge wrecks and at least half the field out, you know, then you really haven't been watching long enough to know. Mm -hmm. Um, But I agree that my only issue with those wrecks was they just looked sloppy. And I'm like, why? Like you're better drivers than this. Yeah,
2: so, I, yeah, I, I, like the end there, like Larson and Elliot getting together. It's like, come on, Chase, Elliott, you've won tracks. Larson, you're—I know you guys are better than that than some of these incidents. So it was who that was, was at that that fault there? Track.
4: Who do you think was at fault? Uh, I mean, Larson, that Elliott?
2: that one—it was tough. I think Elliot you know, made a kind of a late move, and anytime you make a late move like that, it loosens the car in front of you up and kind of make, puts them out on the edge of control. Larson was probably trying to block a little bit as well. So I, I, it's hard for me to really put the blame. same thing with Kyle Busch, Logano. It was really right. tough. I think. I think Logano was trying to – was blocking aggressively, but he did make a pretty good block before they ultimately came together. And then I think Bush misjudged – again, I think it, those are really tough. And I usually try to pick a side on Rex. I'm not a fan of just saying things are racing incidents because I think there's always something somebody could have done differently in some way, shape, or form. But in those cases, it really is – I mean I, – It's I hard put to the, blame tell. On the I, Yeah, it, it's hard to tell. It, it's, it's hard, hard to tell if blame. the person
4: drafting you know, cut down yeah. and the person in front got loose or if he did go for – a late block. In which case, yeah. late block—that's your fault. You should have never mm-hmm. dropped down like that. But if they just got loose, then that's not on them. You know, they were that's more on the guy up.
2: behind them. Yeah, it's right. it's tough. Those two situations were tough, which is why it was just kind of it was just kind of frustrating because it wasn't just like, it wasn't like Stenhouse in 20, uh, 2018 taking out the whole field on his own and everyone knew it was Stenhouse <laughs> was the problem. <laughs> right. In this case, it's like, well, nobody's really, it's not one any one driver, any two drivers. It's kind of just everybody. And they just seems to
4: be mad at each other. They kind of all were like, yeah, like this. Keselowski it, it was a little frustrated
2: with uh, okay. with It's not like he was a little frustrated with Logano, actually, which was interesting. But, but but other than that, yeah, I feel like a lot of guys were just kind of, yeah. we, we Yeah, I was surprised.
4: I thought maybe Larson Elliott and. Bush would all kind of have beefs, but none of them. I mean, I think, I think Bush, uh, Kyle Bush even took some credit for the wreck with Logano. Yeah. Um, so he did. He, was, owed
2: up, he took uh, actually a decent amount of the blame for it, I thought. Right. So, yeah.
4: and I, I, originally, I didn't think he was at fault. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I was wrong. Um, so that's interesting too. What did you think of the <laughs> iconic finish of our, uh, you know, Denny Hamlin? Um, The Daytona, the most current Daytona 500 winner, pushing his teammate to victory. I
2: thought it was hilarious because he was a, the funny thing is, he was a lap down at the time. So he had, it honestly worked out perfectly because it was, you know, Austin, there was only like four or five, there's five cars on the lead lap. And Austin Dillon was the only one that didn't have any notable damage on it. But Austin Dillon had no dance, but it was basically a bunch of people, all, every man for themselves. You had Austin Dillon, an RCR car. You had Newman, a Roush Ford. Larson, a Ganassi Chevrolet jones a gibbs toyota i can't remember who else was up in that pack there's one other car but the, the only person that really had any sort of teammate in that group was jones and his teammate happened to have nothing to lose there and was not gonna you know it was literally the only thing hamlin could do there was help eric jones he had no reason to race up for his own for his own success his only goal was to help eric jones it was an unfair advantage in that sense but you look at those two race cars those were the two most dinged up cars in the field at that point and it yeah was, i mean it's a sight to behold honestly it's just the strategy there's nothing against it you know oh yeah no issue i didn't have any issue. people people who think hamlin was like it was lame that they did it i'm like no come on y'all that's no that's
4: it's yeah. the same team he and he didn't have a chance to win they got their car back out there like i think it's totally fair um it was just surprising. I, because I, Austin Dillon's battling with Ryan Newman. Um, you know, Ryan Newman gets the pass on him, but Austin's car is in much better shape. So Austin does that little fake out, gets around Newman. Newman's trying to block Austin, focused on Austin the whole time, all the while. They just come flying. Yeah. <laughs> Dillon just pushing Eric Jones past them.
1: Yeah. And they're just it was hilarious.
4: It was wild. They were just gone. And I think even Austin was like, what the hell just happened? Like, I yeah. thought I just got the pass to win this thing. Yeah. Um,
2: it was, an, it was um, a classic. I it was
4: iconic. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. I for thought sure.
4: It was great. And I used to hate the tandem racing. You remember when yeah. I used to do that? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, And it was just so frustrating because it would just be pairs of cars. Yeah. It, um, when but it was all this, tandem.
2: No, yeah. Right. bad.
4: In this case, it was so cool to see it. Just two, like, wrecked cars <laughs> pushing each other.
2: Yeah, for sure. That was that was it was fun in that this instant in kind of a, an isolated case, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Exactly. Exactly. It, they actually used it as a strategy where no one else was. So mm. now that we've seen the cars with their huge ass spoilers out there oh, yeah. on the track, um, by the way, what do you think of the spoilers?
2: I, I saw them in person at Talladega last year. Those things are scary looking. Not gonna lie.
4: Yeah, maybe a little too big.
2: I don't know. I, I kind of like the way they look. I, did you see the guys like carrying them around in <laughs> yes. the, the week? Like, yes. Some big dudes holding those things. Huge. And they still yes. made them look small. That was pretty crazy.
4: Yeah. Um, so, what are you thinking then for? This weekend, Daytona 500. I mean, the tools, Who cares? We'll go straight to the 500.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be, I'm just interested in the duels to see if Suarez makes it, because Suarez hasn't technically qualified, and I know there's a few others. I think five drivers gunning for those last two spots in the race, so it'll be interesting to see if Suarez can hang in there, because that team doesn't have a charter, so he's he's kind of going right. to be on. And on his I'll own. watch
4: him regardless. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's racing. I,
0: Shopify presents cool sheets from Aha to. Lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed. Heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bedsheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. anything is possible this is possibility powered by shopify start selling online today sign up for a free trial at shopify.com free 22 shopify.com free 22
2: yeah but i don't know so daytona 500 making predictions for this race is uh is not is not an easy one no i think the chevys definitely are, are made it a point of emphasis to work together is what it feels like Whereas I feel like the Fords and maybe even the Toyotas actually possibly are more prepared. I say that, but I think the Chevys do have good speed. I mean, we saw you know Stenhouse in a Chevy and, and Bowman in a Chevy are in the front row. So I think Chevys have their typical qualifying speed. I just don't know how they're going to race. So I'm leaning, if, if I had to separate it into like I, like my, uh, my dark horse picks, guys, I think you should keep an eye on them, like my favorites. I think someone like Ross Chastain, I'd keep an eye on him. He's in really? a Chip Ganassi prepared car and he's, he won, uh, he won I think, one of the tr- No, he won a, a trucker. He won a, a race at a speedway last year. I can't remember if it was a trucks or Xfinity race. And I remember at one point in, at Talladega, he was leading the truck race when he wrecked. So he knows how to run up front at these places and he's extremely aggressive. So I have a feeling if we, he's going to either w- finish top five or he's going to wreck half the field while running inside the top five. <laughs> That's what I'm predicting from Roush Jesse. So keep an, eye on, keep an eye on him there. I think Chris Buescher, since he's in that uh, Roush Fenway Ford, also Ryan Newman in a Roush Fenway Ford, the Roush cars are always good at the speedways. Newman almost won at Talladega last year. Stenhouse, back when he was in the 17, won a bunch of, won a couple plate races. Uh, so I think keep an eye on Chris Buescher and Newman. Um, but I don't know. Do you have, what kind of dark horses would you say you have? Are there anybody that you think should kind of fly, that might fly under the radar in oh. your opinion?
4: um dark horse it's kind of tough um because especially like with the rookies you know i have no idea what's going to happen with them mm-hmm. um i mean eric almirola you can never really count out he almost won yeah. it before Um good point. i i really like the toyotas i know they just kind of had to push their way to victory um this week or last week uh but i think the toyotas are looking good so i almost want to lean towards somebody in a toyota see not- I'm, I- what I'm sorry I,
2: I like toyotas my problem with toyotas is there's really only five competitive toyotas i just right. like one, one big wreck and they're all out of teammates you know that's, that's what i was just there.
4: that's what i was just thinking there's not yeah. enough of them um i don't know it, okay dark horse side who do you think best shot at winning it? And I know right. it's so hard to pick because it's the Daytona 500.
2: It's a toss-up for sure. Well, I'm definitely leaning in the away from Chevy, even though I think Chevy will be fast. I agree uh, Denny, Denny Hamlin's won it twice. He won it last year. Keep an eye on Hamlin. I think he's yep. going to be a tough guy to beat. Also, watch Brad Keselowski. He led a lot of laps in the Clash uh, before he was caught up in one of those wrecks. Uh, he has not won the Daytona 500, but he has won at Daytona, and he's won a freaking crap ton at Talladega in his Cup career. So right. he knows how to race. Would him
4: win at Talladega?
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. If anyone goes Talladega, you've probably seen Kazowski win. I mean, yeah, but I
4: think I've seen him twice there actually.
2: But I'm going out on a limb with this one. Those two are probably the clear two favorites. Maybe throw Logano in there as well. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Matt DiBenedetto to win the Daytona 500. That's my out on the limb prediction okay cool yeah yeah, well, yeah yeah i'll defend myself a little bit here you know de does not won a cup race ever but keep this in mind last year he led the most laps in this race remember that remember last year when he was in the 95 yeah. he actually led the most laps in the daytona 500 so we know he can he can maneuver the air a little bit uh also though the thing that's tipped me over this year is he's in a ford this year a penske ford we just talked about logano keselowski Man, those Ford engines, the Penske cars are always competitive on the super speedways. And now that he's got more teammates to work with, you know, because he has he has the three Penske cars he can work with, and he's also got you know other Fords like to work together as well. I don't know. I think Matt DiBenedetto he might shock the world this weekend. He's my pick. That, that's my pick.
4: I mean, this is the race to do it. That's for sure. I think uh, be really cool to see a rookie start. It out. be really cool to see a rookie because yeah. I'm just so hyped up for this rookie class. Yeah, Um, So that would be really cool. That's kind of my out on the win. I don't care which rookie, just a rookie, (laughs) uh, because they're very talented drivers.
0: Um, Mm -hmm.
4: And this is the track to do it, right? And this is the race that you got got a chance without all the experience or even necessarily the equipment. But Mm -hmm. if I'm going to go like safe picks, I 100% agree with you. I would lean even more just like 100%, I think, Denny Hamlin, is my clear favorite to repeat it. Uh, hmm. He, you know, I, I just think he's got the good equipment. If he can stay out of a majority of the wrecks, he could even get in like one or two wrecks, minor, and yeah. still win it. I mean, it very well he, could. Yeah. He managed to bring his car back out there, and he was a lap down, but he pushed someone else to victory.
2: Yeah, that's
4: so, a good point. I'm gonna go with Denny Hamlin for like my save pick.
2: That's not, that's not a bad pick. At all. I mean, honestly, I Ham, I was looking at the Las Vegas odds, and I think these haven't been updated in a while. These might be like a month old. But they had Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski, Denny Hamlin, and Chase Elliott all as the four favorites at 10-1 to 1 odds to win. Interesting. So, so I, I, and I agree with that. I think if there's any Chevy driver that has the best shot, I think it's going to be Chase Elliott. He won Talladega yeah. last year. So
4: I was going to say Chase I, or Kyle Larson would be cool. Um,
2: Larson has terrible luck at this track. I, yeah, I, I'd love to see it, it, but he – I don't know. So I, I, he's, there's like a black cloud over Larson. I'd be afraid to pick him. But
4: it would be cool to see Larson come out with a victory right away, especially at a track that he, uh, you know, Super Speedway. Yeah, um, that would be pretty cool. I, I, mean, I would love for Larson to get a little bit more hype around his career, like he had in like 2017.
1: For
2: sure, I'd love honestly. I'd love to see Larson win because you know he just won the Chili Bowl. You know, a couple few weeks right. ago in Oklahoma, yeah. that was the biggest win of his career. Now let's see if he can grab maybe the second, <laughs> second biggest win of his career. I don't know. Uh, I think that Do would you be. Think,
4: really cool. You think he would change his mind if he won the Daytona 500? Um, probably
2: not in the moment, but once he saw that uh, that paycheck, though, you know the, the, that comes through his uh, mailbox. You know, maybe a few weeks later, he might realize, oh, yeah, this Daytona deal is pretty darn special. So I, I don't know. It, I you think know, Chili is close to him.
4: You know, somebody like Bob Pockras would immediately ask if he Someone, someone would. Someone in the yeah. media center or even he on the would Immediately be Ryan. like, so is this still just the second best? <laughs>
2: I don't know. They might be afraid to ask, because what if he literally says, Oh yeah, no, Chili Bowl's still better? What if he what if he still says that on national TV, you know, after winning the biggest? I would race? respect that, it. The, I would respect it, but it wouldn't be a good look for the sports.
4: So I don't know. I, they might be afraid to ask him, honestly, because they might be afraid of the truth. And I know people were so pissed about that. I don't know why people were so upset. I thought,
2: yeah, it was a very vocal minority of the community, I think, that thought that was a bad look. He didn't actively trash Daytona. He grew up wanting to win the Chili Bowl, going to race, dirt races. Obviously, that's a big deal. I I just think people overreacted to that one for sure.
4: Yeah. And uh, I mean, another thing, too, we have to remember, and I feel like it's hard to remember this sometimes, but I was looking up the data and. I think only about 2% of America actively uses Twitter. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Actively uses Twitter, only 2%. Um, And so when you think about the NASCAR audience, I bet it's even less than 2% because of the age demographic and stuff like that. That's probably true. We have to think. This is such a small minority that's on Twitter. And although it can be a good way to get a sample, of how people feel about things in NASCAR. Um, I think we forget sometimes when we when we see everybody on Twitter saying one thing, there's a good chance a vast majority of people don't necessarily agree with that.
2: That's a good point. I think those are good words to live by.
4: Yeah. Don't, don't take Twitter <laughs> too seriously, guys. That's, yeah. That's my one point. Um, how's the show going, though? Before before you go, I wanted to plug the show a little bit. I'm sure all my listeners already watch your channel, obviously. Well, yeah.
2: That's wishful thinking. Well, if there's anyone out there who hasn't, yeah, I do a, a show on YouTube out of the groove is what it's called multiple times a week. Every week I cover all the biggest news stories and topics from the NASCAR world. I give you my thoughts on them. I tell you what's going on. I try to make sense of this crazy racing world. And sometimes when I'm lucky, I get to have actual people from the industry. Like this last week I had Jordan Anderson on truck series driver, also team owner. I had him on the show to talk, uh, to talk about his, his kind of season also him building up to, to what he is now uh which is really neat and also i'll be going to a few races this year so i'll be doing videos at the track so if you ever want like kind of a almost a behind the scenes look of what a nascar cup race weekend looks like uh i'm hoping to go to a good number of tracks this year and and show you guys as much as i possibly can so yeah it's subscribe it's youtube just hit 100,000 subscribers at the end of last year which is an incredible milestone and uh hoping it just continues to grow as fast as can be so yeah definitely check it out
4: yeah, and I feel like it's very unlikely, but the first Michigan race, if you are able to go, Belly Up Sports, we're doing our first official meetup, Oh, we're just inviting everybody, and we're getting two lots right on the turn where everybody parks their campers. We got an RV. Um, that sounds to- like a,
2: a full-on production then.
4: Yeah, yeah. We're putting a lot into it. Yeah. so That's
2: awesome. Well, I'll, I'll try giveaways,
4: to get out. Merch giveaways, everything. Yeah.
2: Wow. Well, yeah, I'll try to make it out to that. I, I, you know, Michigan's far away, but I, I know that's
4: why I know you're yeah, in California.
2: Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I, I have plans to go to Phoenix here in a few weeks. Those only came together like a week ago. So honestly, anything's possible. There's the season still wide open for me. So something works out. I'd love to be up there for that. That sounds fun.
4: Yeah. I'm going to try to go to as many races as possible. So I hope um, I'm able to make it to a West coast race and we can meet up at a, a race at some point.
2: For sure, yeah. This was fun. I'm glad we got to sit down and do this again.
4: Yeah. Now, next time, you just got to be come back to Austin. So we can <laughs> Sounds good down. to me. You can play with my dog. Uh,
2: oh, yeah. Man, I, I just bought my plane ticket right there. <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, thanks again for coming on. Up next, I'm going to have my interview with Christian Eckes. Oh, yeah. So everybody stick around and listen to that. Thanks for That's coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Later, man. All right, I'm reluctant to welcome on the worst guest I've ever had on my podcast throughout the history of this show, Christian Eckes. Thanks for coming back, I guess. All
3: right, man. I'll I'll just hang up. It's fine.
4: (laughs) What's up, dude?
3: Nothing, man. Uh, Just practicing for this race coming up here. I I was running a race before you called. Didn't go very well, but, you know.
4: It didn't go well?
3: It's Daytona. I mean, what what are you going to do?
4: As the team owner, dude, I'm, I don't know how Kyle Bush is, but I think I'm way stricter than he is. Is, yeah. is. is Kyle a pretty tough boss? I mean, I don't, you don't say anything you don't want to say, obviously, but. Um, no, seems I mean, like... he's
3: not that bad. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I mean, he just expects a lot, which, I mean, if we're really trying to make this deal work. Then it's pretty much to be expected. Um, you know, a lot of people have won in those trucks and. You know, he, he needs to be a little bit rough on us and tough on us to to go out and win. Um,
4: yeah, I, mean, I
3: feel that's like the way that I look at it, at least.
4: You'll have some of the best equipment on the tracks, right? I mean, he's got yeah. a good team.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
4: So you went from Venturini and Arca, some of the best equipment, to Kyle Busch. I mean, are you just a spoiled driver?
3: Spoiled driver? Wow.
4: That, that sounds a little rude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You excited though for Daytona?
3: uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's gonna be a little bit different, uh you know, especially with my shoulder um, but yeah, yeah, no i got I got it operated on in uh, November, I guess, so um we've just been kind of working back to get that, so I tested a super late model a couple weeks ago or, or I guess it was last week now, and uh, got that thing dialed in, I think but you know, it'll be the true test on Friday next week or this week.
4: Oh, now what next, happened to your shoulder
3: no, next week? So, um, I don't really know. Honestly, that, that's, that's a great question. Um, I, I think it's just from wear and tear over the years. They think it's from one traumatic blow, which I'm assuming is a crash or something, but, uh, it ended up tearing a labrum, which I think is what like holds it in the socket.
4: Um, so yeah,
3: I don't really know, man.
4: Honestly. I think I've, I think I've told you in another episode that you are an old man trapped in like a, a young person's body.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, I mean absolutely. You most eighteen-year-olds don't have shoulder surgery, or nineteen-year-olds. 19. Right, that's right. Shit, that's right.
4: That's right. You're nineteen.
3: Yeah, I, I can't discount now. myself that one, uh, one eight or one year.
4: So what's it like now, being on a full-time truck team? Is it a lot different, or is it just kind of like? just a little
3: bit more money, a little more pressure. Yeah. Um, you know, it's nice. I make a little bit more money, but um, yeah, I I mean, it's, it's not too much pressure, you know, honestly going on this year. Um, I I ended it on a pretty strong note last year, so it's not like I'm going in like nervous or anything. I feel like I, I can perform and I can do everything that I can. It's just about, you know, maximizing that performance. And, um, you know, I feel like I've, I'm going into this year more structurally sound, I guess, because, uh, you know, my shoulder's where it needs to be. And, um, you know, as far as the mentally wise, I, I feel like I'm in the best shape I've i've been in a while. So uh, we're just going to have to take it race by race and day by day. But, um, you know, I feel like we're in a pretty good spot.
4: Have you ever considered um, additional surgery to essentially create like a bionic arm? <laughs>
3: I mean, it, it'd be nice. I wouldn't have any like, shoulder problems then.
4: If you were part robot, I mean, don't you think you could drive better as half robot?
3: Probably, honestly. Um,
4: okay. Is that illegal in NASCAR, consistent. you
3: think? Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd probably I mean, say if, so.
4: If they don't allow Adderall, I think a bionic arm might be frowned upon.
3: Yeah. I mean, this might sound terrible, but I feel like you'd, I'd be so much better on, you know, like something.
4: On Adderall, yes, yeah,
3: just like super focused, like yeah. just ready to go, 100%. like
4: hundred percent. You'd be zoomed in, you'd be zoned in the whole race. Yeah, I have a hard time cleaning my apartment without Adderall.
3: Oh, okay then.
4: <laughs> yeah, so I can't even imagine driving a car for that long uh,
3: without Adderall. I, I do take.
4: I, I... Um, it's
3: called Brain Armor. It's like an omega three supplement or something. That's some good stuff right there. Is that separate? I I don't know if it's just—I don't know if it's just like the placebo effect or something, but it's supposed to like help with brain health and and stuff in that nature. Mm.
4: For a nineteen-year-old, if you need brain health, you are an old man.
3: Yeah, um, dude, I'm just getting prepared. All right, that's that's, (laughs) that's just what it is.
4: So, I mean, there's—I feel like there's quite a bit of hype around you. Are you that doesn't make you nervous or anything? Hype. What do you mean, yeah, man? yeah, you're coming in. You had a good. I mean, you won the ARCA Series Championship, uh, and then you finished off the Truck Series, you know, with a good finish last year. You're new to the Kyle Busch Motorsports team. I mean, you don't think there's any hype around you?
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've always been kind of like the, the guy okay. underneath the underneath the shadows. So I'm cool with that. I don't really care don't what know, anybody man. thinks about me.
4: I think there's some hype. I think people are excited to see what you can do in the truck. We'll see. Okay, maybe that's just me. I'm just I mean, hyping you up.
3: I don't know. I like that's cool. I guess.
4: Well, I need you to do really well f- to help my podcast out. So True. one, I but need I you really, to win.
3: I need to do. I need to do really well on Monday so I can get a good starting spot. How's so this that, still gonna work?
4: Like, that's, what that's what I was just gonna question. get into.
3: Like one, do I qualify I need you to win. and then? Like, is this a fixed series or am I just absolutely screwed? What do you mean? Like, is the setups fixed?
4: I don't know.
3: Hmm, that's gonna be a neck if it's not.
4: Okay. You send me any I'm like your manager for iRacing. You send me any questions you got, I'll take care of it.
3: Hang on. Leagues. I just got a league invite. Let me see. From What's the guy's name? Oh it's uh E Stock Car Association. Let's yeah.
4: Yeah, his name is Johnny. Good guy
3: there is no message of the day
4: damn hmm. okay
3: i'm looking forward to it all right let's see here
4: league do you want me info. to start putting in messages of the day
3: there's no league info any seasons past seasons no nope, i don't know i hope okay. it is
4: i'll find out this info for you and i will make sure everything is to your liking since I'm your team owner slash manager.
3: Okay, that's perfect. I just need to make sure that it's fixed. Like the setups aren't fixed, I'm screwed, I'm out. Why?
4: What does that mean? I I don't know anything about iRacing.
3: So fixed means that everybody runs the same setup and open setup means Uh that you have to build one. And I'm not about that life right now. Okay. It takes way too long.
4: So what if I got, what if it is open and I got somebody to build one for you? Is that a possibility?
3: I mean, yeah, but he better be good.
4: Okay. I'm your manager now, fix, dude, for iRacing. Fix it up. Fix we'll make setup. Sure. I
3: can just wheel, and that's it. I mean, we talk about setups and stuff. I mean, that's just like, that's a lot of time. Okay. I mean, I could build them myself, but it would take forever.
4: Sure, sure, sure. Sure you could. Um, I will say, now that I announced that you are driving the number 69 in this iRacing series, yeah, the 69 Nice car um there's some people talking shit man they think they're gonna take you down pretty easily
3: that's fine i don't really i race that much so if they want to go ahead
4: i like the humbleness
3: i mean i'm i'm not bad for sure but i mean it's not like i'm great i mean you could have definitely got somebody better to drive it god damn it christian it's all about the name man it's all about the flash yeah that's true it's good hype as you called it
4: yep your face went really well with the, the design. Dude,
3: I gave you that picture, and it was perfect.
4: I, I think know. the other picture was better, but I went with it what you wanted. It was not. It yes, was it w- not. Okay, can you explain to me what was wrong with the other picture? Because I was trying to figure out what the That's difference It's a low shot, it. man. I got
3: like a family genetic weird jawline. <laughs> you got to have like the down shot.
4: Okay, all right. You sound a lot like my wife when I'm taking pictures for her Instagram.
3: Dude, I'm telling you.
4: I haven't learned.
3: Yeah, I'm working. You gotta always think of the jawline. You gotta make sure it's nice, formed, everything.
4: Okay.
3: It's only in some pictures. I mean, some pictures it looks like a pumpkin.
4: I'm gonna start looking for pictures like from underneath and just sending them to you.
3: I mean, like, what's up with
4: this jawline, dude?
3: You can literally, like, look, I look happy in one picture. The other picture, I look like not even that happy.
4: Yeah, I was trying to like find like a mean looking like you're mugging.
3: No, dude. I ain't never mugging. If I'm <laughs> mugging, it's gonna be a bad day. If I'm like happy, it's gonna be a good day.
4: Or okay, I haven't looked at the truck schedule. Are y'all gonna be in Michigan when the Cup Series is there for the for the first Michigan race?
3: No. We'll be in Texas.
4: Shit, are you serious? I only, know,
3: I only know that because it's the um it's when the ARK races.
4: Damn it like this is
3: always one truck race at Texas. Is.
4: Belly Up Sports, we're doing, like, our first final, like, official meetup, and it's going to be at the Michigan race.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah, that sucks, man. Mm. I was going to say you could come out and party with us.
3: No, man. Party?
4: I don't know. What? Ah, not on here. Well, I'm just saying you come out, and we're going to be barbecuing and playing cornhole. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, yeah not that like
4: <laughs> Yeah, just like that kind of party. Yeah, that just, works. Does, do drivers ever do that? Do they leave like the infield to go like say what's up to people that they know or something like outside the um, garage area? Not normally. Um oh. Y'all yeah. are too, too big shot, too famous for that?
3: No, I wouldn't say that, but yeah, I would say that.
4: <laughs> Us little people, man. We, we can't get into like, you there. Like, I have zero time
3: when I'm at the racetrack.
4: That's true. I can Is,
3: understand. I mean... It's nuts, man. You know, I'm here, I, I'm there, I'm I'm signing babies. I mean, I'm doing
4: everything. Right? Yeah. You're. I mean, you can almost walk on water. But I yeah. do have one complaint to make to NASCAR. So yeah. you shoot this through the whatever pipelines you go through. Go talk to Kyle about this. Okay. When I have a pit pass.
2: Yep. Yeah. It's,
4: it's cool to be over there, but I, I understand they don't want you to drink alcohol on the pit road. That's, you know, I get it, whatever. I think it's kind of stupid, but I can't even bring my cooler in there with beer in it, even if I don't open it. So what am I supposed to do? Just like throw away my entire cooler. That's insane. And then on top of that, if I'm like, all right, well screw it. I'll just go to the grandstands to watch the rest of the race and like crush my beers. You can't even go to the grandstands cause you don't have a ticket. And I'm like, I got a pit pass. Shouldn't I be able to go everywhere? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's yeah. kind of crazy, right?
3: Yeah, probably.
4: Okay. So just, you know, let Kyle know. That's how I feel about that situation.
3: All right, right, will do.
4: Okay. um, You watched the Erska race tonight, or the Arca race tonight, right?
3: Erska, yeah. Oh, I did watch the Erska race. Nice. Well,
4: that's the iRacing league you're about to be in, so you better prepare.
3: But... Oh. <laughs> okay.
4: I was but... a little confused. I thought
3: you just mis miss- said it, but...
4: Yeah, I-, cool. I always miss- say words completely... Um, a whole nother word like when i'm trying to say pineapple i always just say orange i gotcha Did did that joke land okay yeah you watched the arca race tonight right
3: i did i did watch it
4: okay so you watched your boy michael self get uh the first win of the season
3: i did I did I was very, very proud, very proud. are y'all yeah. still
1: tight
3: yeah, yeah um we we still send uh Adam Sandler quotes all the time and you know stuff like that
4: Adam Sandler so, it's
3: like weird it's it's uh it's weird, like not being a part of Venturini anymore. It's strange mm. watching everybody on the racetrack. it's like sad. I wish you were there Your old
4: teammates. Are you friends with anybody at? kbm
3: yet yeah yeah i mean like Raphael, getting to know him a little bit we work out together which by the way man he's a beast like i don't know what they put up in the water in canada but dude that that guy can like like he benches like 220 and the dude weighs like 165 like it's the most impressive thing i've seen
4: do you think he could take me yeah okay
3: absolutely Good, good to
4: know i won't talk shit to him then (laughs)
3: yeah no it's it's pretty impressive honestly tight but but yeah no i've just been kind of hanging out at kbm and and getting to know everybody there um it's the same team that i ran with last year so it's no big deal but yeah um you know overall it's it's fun times
4: do you think um michael self's gonna win the championship now that you're not there
3: yes i do um Yeah, I mean, he's definitely got a little bit of motivation now, so he's ready to go.
4: What about Haley Dean? You think she's going to put up uh, some competition for him?
3: Uh, mm, all right, next next topic.
4: Oh, dude, she came in second at Daytona. Okay, that's fair. That's with I mean, a
3: field about four good cars.
4: That's fair. Okay, we'll see. We'll and see.
3: I got some real beef about this, honestly, because. They went to Haley's parents, right? Like immediately after the race ended. Like they didn't even like give Michael Self the time he deserved, or Sinclair, or Toyota, or anybody that actually won the race the time that they deserved. But it's it's whatever.
4: No, I think I agree with you, and I think unfortunately that's going to be happening a lot this season in ARCA. Yeah, Um, I mean, when you have like a half a million followers on Instagram.
3: Yeah, I, I just, I, I just thought that was, that was a little silly. I mean, they, yeah, they but, interviewed her before they interviewed the winner, and it's just, you know, I don't want to talk about. It
4: I think that's going to sure. be happening a lot, and then, that, that's probably going to happen throughout her career. She's a celebrity without, you know. Yeah. So, it is what it is. True. How did, how did your fantasy football season end?
3: Um. All right. So. The the league that I actually pay for for big money, um, I don't even know. I think I finished like sixth or seventh.
4: Out of how many, like eighteen?
3: Uh no no no! I finished sixth because I made the playoffs. So I okay. started off the year like zero and six. I came all the way back and won like eight straight or something. Damn. Or no. No, I finished seven and six. Yeah, so I, I won seven in a row. I went to the playoffs and got fucking booted first round. And then from there, I just lost. And then the other two leagues, which is the TRD League, which pretty much like all the TRD drivers are in. And is then, that the
4: one that you were in with Michael Self?
3: No, I was in the one with Michael and the one I actually played uh, for money.
4: Okay. And then there's another the one- league. That was the one y'all were talking shit on, like, when you were both on my podcast. Yeah.
3: I, I don't think he ended up winning that one. He ended up winning BMS One. Oh, shit. So, yeah. He he was in the championship, though. So he's ability. actually
4: good.
3: Yeah, no, he's not bad. Um, and then there's another one that I was in that I went all the way to the playoffs, lost. And then the TRD League that I was just talking about went all the way to the final round and lost. By, like, not too much, actually. I don't really remember. But, yeah,
4: I lost. Did you like the Super Bowl? It wasn't bad. Um, it got good in the second half, at least.
3: Yeah. I mean, it had, quarter, it had its moments. It had its moments, for sure.
4: What about the halftime show?
3: I didn't watch it, honestly. I was I was playing um, left, right, center. Have you ever played that before? Mm, it, describe it so you start out with three dollars it's pretty much like a gambling game start with three dollars and you take three dice and you throw them and they all have left right center and then dots so if you get a dot you keep your money if you get left you hand a dollar to the left if you hand a dollar or if you gets right you hand a dollar to the, the right and then if you get the center you put it in the center so it basically sounds familiar yeah, so like basically you just keep going until you're out of money, whether it's all in the center or it's all at one person. Because um, once it goes in the center, you can't touch it. So yeah, during the halftime show we played that, I got completely blown out of money.
4: but So what happens to the money in the center? You just it, goes it?
3: To the, it goes to the winner. Oh, shit. So, so the last person with a dollar or any money, period, gets that. Who won? I don't even remember. It was one of my crew guys. It was at my crew guys' party. but Okay. Yeah. I went through $10 so fast, it just it literally just fell out of my pocket.
4: Damn. It was sad. Well, yeah, you didn't miss much. The halftime show wasn't all that much, I don't think. Yeah. And the commercials sucked, honestly. There was, what, like one or two funny ones other than that? They all sucked.
3: Dude, I honestly, I didn't even pay attention to the commercials.
4: Yeah, you didn't miss anything there either. Yeah. And before we got on, you were making fun of me because I was watching both the XFL games. So that means you're not an XFL fan.
3: Yeah. No, I've never watched an XFL game in my life.
4: Well, they just, these were the first games. So when I was a kid, there was the XFL, but it failed within like the first season. Really? So they they're bringing it back. Yeah, cuz it's Vince McMahon, the guy that does like professional wrestling. Yeah. He owns this league. And so it's I think it's just like a minor league football team essentially for the NFL. Really? It's pretty cool, man. There's like some old ass players that you're like, "Oh shit, he's still alive." And then there's some like college players that you forgot about because they just didn't make the cut in the NFL. It was pretty entertaining. Like for instance, they got a couple different rules. Um on a kickoff, the both teams have to completely stand still until the returner catches the ball. And then they can move.
1: Hmm. I mean that's kind of
4: a, Yeah, that's kind of a cool idea, right? Because you're like, okay,
1: yeah.
4: he, he can start running before you know he just gets lit up. It was pretty interesting. Um not not terrible football,
3: but yeah. Speaking of which, um of disasters pretty much so me and my buddy todd uh todd Gillan, had to load up a hot tub yesterday
4: okay i wanted to ask you about i saw this on your instagram story and that was the dumbest looking thing ever what were
3: you doing so we pretty much so his parents had a hot tub and they're moving and they didn't want it anymore it came with the house they were in or whatever the hell it was so todd had the bright idea okay let's go get the hot tub and we're gonna put it at my house. So um, <laughs> we get there, and do this thing weighs probably a thousand pounds, probably more. I don't right. really know. It, it's a hot tub; it, it weighs a lot. Um, so we get this damn thing, like I, I first I tie it to the back, or I ratchet strap around it, and and move it with the Tundra just to kind of like see if it'll move and we really didn't know how it was like plugged in either. So um we pulled it enough to see a cord and then, you know, we we kinda it was actually determined two things. We determined how it was powered and it also determined that it wouldn't break if we were pulling it. So (laughs) We I unplugged it, which we smartly uh we called somebody before we did it and they told us to uh turn the power off going to that deal. So I mean we did it legit. We turned the breaker and everything. I and I've started a fire before with electric stuff with a battery. It's a little bit different when it's actually like major electric now. So um I was pretty nervous the whole time, but I did get (laughs) it out. And then from there we had a trailer. And we really didn't know how to get it up on the trailer. Like we just had a hot tub that's sitting on a concrete deal. Yeah, you can't. It was just two of us. We had no forklift. Like we didn't we didn't really plan for it well. So I had the bright idea to like I looked at it and I went, All right, well, I mean, let me just strap one side of it and try to flip it over on its side with the tundra. (laughs) So we ratcheted a deal because it was um, there's panels on the side of it. So there was like a piece, like a structure piece in the middle of each side. So I just kind of ratcheted around that and then, you know, kind of went over the top of the hot tub and hooked it up to the tundra. And, you know, it really wasn't going that well. So we finally just backed the trailer all the way up against it. So it had like a chalk almost. So, this is the part where I about kill Todd. Um, I I start going. So, you know, I get it up on its side and it's going a little bit. It's going a little bit, but it's kind of just dragging. Then finally, this thing catches.
4: Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January eighth, twenty 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Shred Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.
3: And I mean, this thing's flipping up like hardcore. I mean, I'm going slow to the point where it's on the trailer, but it's halfway tipped over. So I tell Todd to get behind the damn thing, which I don't really know why I did that. But he gets behind this thing and he's holding it up. And keep in mind this thing is still, you know, a thousand pounds or whatever. And <laughs> I unstrap it while he's like fucking hanging on to this thing. <laughs> Go um you know, move my truck out of the way because I've got a feeling this thing's gonna, you know, break somehow. And he's still over there, and I'm thinking of ways like to try to straighten it out because it's still like crooked on the trailer, but it's kind of up. And we finally find like a way to like hobble it up onto its like actual side, so it's on the trailer legit now. And we try a whole bunch of stuff after that, like you know, trying to back the trailer underneath it, trying to pull the trailer out so that it's a little bit more level. Nothing works so finally i just say screw it you know it's already on its side uh just run a strap around the bottom of it kind of in between you know where you take the side panels off so i run a strap around that and run a strap towards the front of the trailer and i just pull the tundra up there keep in mind this thing's like made of wood so the bottom of it's probably killed now because of it but so i just get in the throttle and start pulling this thing up the trailer (laughs) and we got it just perfect like on the trailer the whole nine like i mean the side of it's probably killed because like i said it drugged the whole entire thing across the trailer (laughs) we went through one of the ratchet straps that we had around the bottom broke and that was a real moment but yeah
4: we got it on the trailer you just have to put that side up against like a wall
3: yeah So, today, you know, we had a huge win yesterday, okay? We moved a hot tub with one dude, or two dudes in a truck, pretty much. I
4: heard y'all had, like, a winter storm or something come through, right?
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, it was 30 degrees for, like, three hours out there. We were just working
4: hard. Jesus.
3: So, this morning, we're like, all right, we're going to get in the backyard. And Keep in mind, he lives in a neighborhood, like, HOA, everything, like, you know, (laughs) legit deal. You know, houses are probably eight foot apart from each other.
4: bunch of naff drivers just bringing a hot tub through. So, yeah,
3: I mean, we got the hot tub there last night. So it's just parked in the front yard or not front yard, but the driveway. So, you know, (laughs) I have
4: the driveway.
3: Yeah, uh, it's and it's on its side, by the way, in the trailer.
4: (laughs) Are you outside to write a country song? Because that's what this sounds like.
3: (laughs) So pretty much we get I get there this morning, probably 930. And, uh, you know, we come up with the idea of how we're going to get it in the backyard. and, And he wants to do it the right way. You know, kind of, like, use, like, PVC pipe or something to, like, roll it in the backyard.
4: Yeah, that makes sense, yeah.
3: Um, But I didn't think that was the greatest idea, and I I think it was (laughs) going to be super time-consuming. So, um, I had the great idea of, and keep in mind, there's, like, a tree and eight-foot on each side of the house there's a tree on the one side and not on the other side but the other side has a neighbor and the other side had a house that was getting built okay so I was like "All right, we're not going to piss the neighbor off we're not going to like drive through his yard to get in the backyard so we're going to have to go like through the tree and bank around the corner in like an 8 foot spot with a Toyota Tacoma and a trailer with a hot tub in the back and keep in mind, I'm pretty damn good with towing trailers. So, okay. I mean, I was I was pretty confident myself. So, you know, we get rolling here. and I, I go up. I turn the truck around. I come on back. And uh, I make my first swing at it. And it's not even close. I mean, I probably missed it by two feet. So you're not to so, trailers. Well, no. I, I don't think you understand how tight of a hole this damn thing was.
4: I mean, do you think that you're better than me? Yeah. Okay, we'll see.
3: So, yeah, we we get this deal pretty much stuck. But, you know, my <laughs> great expertise, and keep in mind it's muddy because it's rained for the past three days. And, and where I'm trying to drive, it has a house on one side, and it has pillars and, like, you know, like how they build a house. They have, like, pillars and tarp right. okay. Like, okay. surrounding the lot. So it's like a little hill up to the deal. And I'm like, I'm ripping the lip. Like I got this thing like an inch away, like trying everything I can to get this damn thing in the backyard. And I mean, there's no room for it. Even if I get it straight probably, but you know, I, I, I take the one swing and it didn't work. So I backed all the way out. And the second swing, I, I missed it by like half an inch. And like, I tried to back up and get it in the spot and, try to get it over just a little bit. It didn't even work. So at this point, I mean, the front yard is killed. I mean, (laughs) HO, if HOA doesn't call, I'm going to be surprised to say the least. So I finally get it to, to back it out all the way. And this time I'm pretty damn stuck. So like I was, there was a point where I was concerned that I was not going to be able to get it out, but thankfully I did. And, uh, we drop the trailer off at a certain race shop and there the hot tub sits. But okay, I, so
4: you,
3: I so think you it, it might be in a problem though because um, I think the pipes might get frozen in that damn thing because I'm pretty sure there's still water in it. And
4: Oh water. shit.
3: Yeah. That's not good. I thought about that today, but it's fine. It's not mine.
4: <laughs> and
3: it was free. I mean, what how did, it? if how it doesn't did, work, uh, we'll just take it out.
4: How did the uh, Tundra do carrying it?
3: The Tundra did not carry it. It did pull it, though. And the or, Tundra okay, very, it pulled very it? Very, well. Yeah. Okay. Multiple times it pulled it.
4: So the Toyota's held up.
3: Yeah. The Tundra has, has held up great.
4: Versus, like, a, a Chevy.
3: Oh, yeah. Absolutely, dude.
4: So you're telling me a Toyota truck's better than a Chevy truck?
3: Yes. That, that, that would be what I'm telling you.
4: <laughs> okay, what's better... Um... I know they're very different, but you have do you have a tundra? Yeah. Do you like the tundras better than the Tacomas?
3: Yes. Yeah, I don't like just the Tacoma's it's that truck? much because yeah, they're pretty small.
4: Okay, the Tacomas, yeah, they're just like a more of a like they're almost like the Colorado versus the Silverado, right?
3: Yeah, they're super small.
4: But aren't they supposed to be pretty sweet for like off road the Tacomas?
3: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I pretty much took it off-road through Todd's front yard this morning. And it seemed to do a good job. It does not like tone a trailer that well, though. No? Well, it was muddy, so I, I can't really give it... Uh, yeah, but
4: it's supposed much. to be like a badass off-road. Like, it's a TRD, right? TRD Pro?
3: Mine? Yeah.
4: I don't know about the Tacoma that Todd had. I
3: think it was just a TRD. Oh. doesn't
4: <laughs> have a TRD Pro, dude? That's weak.
3: Yeah. You know, you got it when it was like um whatever you want to call it 15 I mean, Shit, they seriously? Made them, yeah
4: I guess that makes sense he's literally a driver You know my you know what my first car was is this your first car?
3: No, I had a Not 2010 Lexus RX350. That was red and it looked like I was taking my kids to soccer every single time <laughs> I drove it.
4: Okay. My first car was a 2001 Chevy Malibu with no tint on the windows at all, just like clear, see-through glass, yeah. uh, silver. So just like the most boring color ever, uh, it was pretty badass. I thought I was a race car driver in it.
3: <laughs>
4: it had an e-brake, so I would just you know go to parking lots and pull that shit.
3: Hell yeah, dude! The Tacoma does have an e-brake though. That is one thing that's fun about oh, that's it.
4: That's fun.
3: Yeah. I can rip it in Todds too, because it's not mine, so I don't really care for breaks.
4: Do so you think your Lexus versus my Malibu were street racing? Who's winning? I don't
3: know, man. I got pretty comfortable in that damn thing. The toe was out, like, majorly, though. I mean.
4: Okay. Well, the answer is you. The Malibu was terrible.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
4: That's the correct answer. That Malibu I mean, was awful. I don't awful. know,
3: man. The Red Rocket was pretty terrible as well. I mean, as far as racing, I mean. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that fast. I mean, it was front wheel drive. It just like to you know spin the tires a lot, but it wasn't going anywhere. That's the problem. Like it's just front wheel drive and making noise.
4: Did you ever do any like you know growing up as teenagers? I th- feel like a lot of people with their first cars try to like do street racing against their friends and their sh- other shitty cars, um, or you'll find like a backcountry road or parking lots. Did you ever do anything like that? Or because you grew up actually racing cars, you were like. What
3: the fuck are y'all doing? No, not really. Um, Like, I mean, honestly, I was never like in high school. That's the problem. Like, I never, never was a part of that stuff. And, um, you know, like, I drive fast. I'm I'm not even going to lie, but I don't really like waiting around stuff. So, Mm -hmm. but no, I never like raced on the street before. Keep Keep that shit for the track, man. (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah that's true I wish I had that uh that option I got to in Darlington or not Darlington I'm sorry in the Myrtle Beach track have you ever been there
3: yeah Myrtle Beach Speedway
4: yep okay I got to do the like NASCAR experience yep and so I drove the car myself with nobody in it and I felt like a fucking badass I was like this is the coolest thing ever and then I get out you know after a couple laps and I'm just like so pumped up and it was for my bachelor party and my friends were like why are you going like 90 miles an hour the whole time they're like what the <laughs> fuck was that dude you weren't even going fast and yeah dude i thought i was going so fast i thought i was like how am i gonna keep this car on a bank going this fast but it did so i can't even imagine what it's like for you all out there
3: yeah you know what the worst is is when you're thinking you're going really fast and like you're professional and. You come in off the track and you're about half a second off. That's that's always a rough ones right there. Yeah, that's how you know it's gonna be a long day.
4: Well, I mean, clearly I have experience in a stock car on an oval track. Do you think I still got a shot to make my uh, NASCAR career run? Uh, probably not,
3: man. I'm sorry, but I mean, you, you can think I'm over a the shot. hill? I, I'd probably say you're over the hill, man.
4: <sighs> oh shit.
3: I mean, just, it's still possible. I mean, nothing's impossible in this world. I truly believe that, so.
4: I, I'll, I'll send you a picture of me, show Kyle Bush and just be like, look at this guy. Look at look at that guy. You want that guy in a truck, don't you? And he'll be yeah, like, I, I, shit. No
3: promises, but sure, yeah, I'll do that.
4: I mean, I just think if he looks at my face, he'd be like, I don't even care how this guy drives. Look at that fucking face. We need him in a car.
3: Sure, yeah, you can go okay. With that.
4: Okay, okay. okay. I think we got a game plan. So you're excited, though, for Monday? Your, your big moment. I mean, put, a, put um, aside all your other bullshit that you've done in your racing career. This is it. I-Racing.
3: Well, uh, we'll see, man. Um, this, this is the make it or break it here. You might have to find another driver.
4: If this series isn't good enough. Okay, well, I'm not going to find another driver. I'm too lazy for that. I found you because I texted you. So it was that simple. Um, don't make me find another <laughs> driver. If you, Dude. I know you're busy, so if you can't make races, I totally understand. My car is probably just going to not be in that race then. I'm that lazy. I'm just going to be like, well, fuck it. I I don't know.
3: Dude. I mean, you got to get the 69 car out there. I though. know.
4: That's the thing. And I got some other paint schemes that I've made, too.
3: Well, you got to send them to me, man.
4: Yeah, I'll send them to you. I got one for, <laughs> so my idea was, you know, a NASCAR, they'll do other paint schemes for like holidays and stuff like that. Yeah. My idea was to find the most obscure holidays that NASCAR would never make additional paint schemes for.
3: Yeah, dude. So I got one for
4: I got one for Flag Day. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, and it's got a bald eagle with a mullet and a bandana. It's perfect. It says "Merrick Car," like the eagle, you know. Um, I got a St. Patty's Day one, and on the back it says "They're After Me, Lucky Car." I mean, nice.
3: I, that's mean, I like good. the flag demo most, but...
4: Okay. And then I'm designing a Cinco de Mayo one right now, so if you got any ideas, let me know.
3: Cinco de Mayo. Hmm.
4: Are you too white to know about Cinco de Mayo?
3: No, I'm... Well, No, I know what Cinco de Mayo. Is. I mean, I'm, I'm
4: Texan, so I'm, like, halfway Mexican already.
3: You're a Texican.
4: <laughs> exactly, dude. If you're from Texas, I mean, you're a little bit Mexican just from being from here. <laughs> So, That's fine. I'm allowed to celebrate Cinco de Mayo. You're not. You're not. You're too white. Don't. I'm,
3: don't. I'm, I'm too New York.
4: Don't celebrate Cinco de Mayo, you gringo.
3: I'm straight out of New York, man.
4: Straight out of Compton.
3: Straight out of New York, actually.
4: Where Where in New York again are you from?
3: Crazy mom. Name Ice Cube. From a band called No. I'm not going go to go that far. <laughs>
4: I'm not going to edit it, so I was like, if you say it, it's going in. no, nah, I would edit that. <laughs> I'm not supposed to help you there. Um, where in New York are you from again?
3: Middletown, New York. It's like the ghetto redneck part of New York. About that? Okay.
1: Sounds it sounds really boring.
4: Middletown?
3: Middletown? Dude, Middletown's actually pretty cool.
4: It sounds boring as hell, dude. Middletown?
3: Oh, so does Texas. So. Excuse me?
4: I will drive to North Carolina right now. Do it. <laughs> nah, and I can't man, afford it. I'll that. be here. I'll be here. But you like North Carolina?
3: Yeah, it's not bad. Um, it's just different.
4: I mean, it's better than New York, at least. At least you got out of that state.
3: No. No, bro. There's a bunch of angry people. I love them, man. Those are my people. Don't talk about them like that.
4: <laughs> All right, man. Well... Thanks for coming on. We're excited to have you part of our iRacing team. Excited to see you in the Truck Series this year with KBM. Um, when I air this episode, I think I'm going to air it, it's going to be Monday night or Tuesday morning, so it's actually going to be after your race. Um, yeah. What are you predicting? What are you, you going to finish?
3: It's the duels, right? So, I mean, I don't know. I'll probably wreck. Um Cause I'm gonna be making some moves. Cause I need to use it for Friday. So, I mean, I don't really need to race until I think the next week. So, I mean, I'll probably crash or do something stupid.
4: All right, fair enough with me.
3: All right, man. I mean it's it's been it's been fun. It's been real. It's it has. Just, it just hasn't been real fun. So.
4: Okay. Well, it hasn't for me either. I I hate you when you come on the podcast. You're the worst person on the show. Thanks, bro. <laughs> Appreciate that's, that. That's what best friends say to
1: each other, right? Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> Alright dude, well I'll be talking to you. Alright. All right, Sounds good. It was straight shot. I laid three the machine twenty five cent.
0: Hi, I'm Maria.